This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up on today's show, Dick Beardsley is here. He talks walleye fishing on Winnie. Yes, that's where he was earlier this week. Plus the Bemidji area fishing scene, all kinds of fish biting right now. And he talks about the Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Plus another Fast Five. He loves the Fast Five. And it's Lake of the Weekday. We'll check in with Carl Peterson out of the Walker Area Fisheries Office for all the details. I got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in the big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the back. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. Cause I'm fishing for Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Bro, the coolest people around fishing Paul Bunyan country, and Kevin Jackson, too. Well, we're checking in with Dick Beardsley, who just got off the water. He was out on Winnie today, so uh, I'm going to be talking to Charlie Worth, who spends a lot of time on Winnie down the uh, road here, but um, Winnie, from everything I've heard, has been having a great year. Yeah, Kev, you know, I'll tell you, the immediate local lakes... We've gone through a mayfly hatch the last week or 10 days or so. And I'll be honest with you, the walleye fishing that was almost like jumping in the boat through much of the end of May into the first three weeks of June, and it's not quite like that anymore. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll take this guy over to Winnie today. And we got out there, and, and we did good. We caught uh, good numbers of fish. Nothing real big, but nice eaters. A lot of, lot of nice eaters, those 14 to 16 inches that boy you clean them out and they just fry up so good and um and it was it was fun and there were a, a not i wouldn't say a lot of boats out but uh kev you know me i love jig fishing mm-hmm. i started off jigging a minnow and uh the guy i had in the boat with me i had him on a live bait rig and a leech with about a six and a half foot snell something like that and i i actually popped a walleye pretty quick on a jigging minnow and then he started catching them uh pretty regularly on the the live bait rig with the leech but kev i tell you we started in the first break in about 18 to 20 feet you know kind of a few small perch moved out a little deeper it wasn't until we got to between 30 and 35 feet is when we started catching the walleyes Mm -hmm. and kev they were uh they were stuffing themselves with crayfish i mean when you'd bring them in they'd spit one out you'd throw them in the live well if you're you know we kept some and when I went to get the fish out there, a bunch of 
decomposed crayfish sitting in the bottom of my live well. So, yeah, it was it was fun. And, you know, Winnie's such a big lake. And this gentleman had never been on. He's from Colorado. Never been on Winnie before. And when I pulled into the boat launch there, it was like, whoa, this is this lake is like big, isn't it? I said, yeah, 60,000 acres big is how big it is. So, but it's, it's, it's an amazing walleye fishery and, and, and jumbo perch fishery. And of course, muskies are in there. And we, and at the end of the day, we caught about an eight, 10 pound pike, you know, that we put back. And so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And the thing about Winnie, when I talk, you know, as I've uh, talked many times over the years with guys who, who guide out there, if the walleyes are slow, you've got some of the best size perch. Yes. You know, usually you're catching perch. During hard water season. Right. They got a great uh, soft water bite for perch. Absolutely. They got great average northerns in that six-pound range, tons of those. Yes. And so you got a lot of options. And and I'd been hearing for like two, three years that, because it had been slow on Winnie, yep. we're going to get those eater-sized walleyes back. It's probably around 2022. Well, sure enough, 2022 is here and there. It's, everybody's loving it. Kev, it's happening because... You know, last year even, especially the year before and the year before that, you'd catch a lot of walleyes out there, but oh, they're yeah. all real short fish. Well, now those short fish have gotten into that nice eater size. And I'm not going to tell you they're jumping in the boat, but it's it's a lot of fun. And, you know, like with some of the real local, local lakes, you know, the, the bite's a little bit slow right now. And, you know, from my back door to the Richards Landing on the west side of the lake there, it's 33 miles. That's nothing. You can get there in a little over a half an hour. And it's, uh, like you said, and the pike. I mean, we've caught a few pike today. You don't, it's rare to catch hammer handles out there. That last pike we caught, like I said, was an eight, 10 pounder. It was fun to catch. And, um, so yeah, and, and there's always that opportunity of catching a muskie out there too, you know? So it's, it's really an amazing fishery, but it's a big lake, you know, and you got to, um, you know, you got to take, keep an eye on the weather. In fact, we were doing that this morning because I thought, gosh, just off towards Bemidji, it looked like, threatening clouds and i looked at the radar and it looked like we were just on the very south end of it. we got sprinkled on a little bit but it looked like a little further to the north they got you know a little bit heavier rain but um and uh and out there there's lots of humps bars brake lines um it's just a it's a a fun fish fish a fun lake to fish the thing is it can be intimidating so instead of you know what what i suggest for people to do is Look at an area of the lake and focus on that area and really work that area instead of looking at a hundred different spots around the lake and that gets you confused and, and if you, but if you kind of break it down into sections, it seems to be a little more fishable to most yeah. people. I, you know, I think one of the uh, unique things about that lake is, I mean, you know, it's a bit like you noted a big lake. There's yeah. very few lakes in the state of Minnesota that size right. that don't have a town on them. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like right. getting in the middle of nowhere in Canada, uh, but it's a much shorter you drive. Know, you know, Kev, <laughs> I never really thought about that, but you're right. You look at a big lake like Leech, you got Walker on there, you know, and but you're right. There's no town on that lake, and it it, it the, the, that's what the guy said. Gosh, this is just a beautiful lake. I said it, it really is. You know. It's, Right in the middle of the Chippewa National Forest, and uh, it's a great fishery, and both winter and summertime, and and you know, in a big lake like that, you can have you can have a thousand boats out there, and you'd have plenty of room to fish. Now, where, where I happen to be fishing today, we when we first got out there, there was one other boat kind of off to the distance, and I don't know if people were binocking us or just that time of the day, but next thing I know, we had about eight boats, kind of around us and stuff but that's okay it's it's plenty big you can spread out and and uh you know you'll catch some fish like so many of our lakes here there has 
had to have been an adjustment due to um, zebra mussels. Yeah. I know the fish are in a little deeper in the yep. summer than they used to be because they have to. It's not The water's not nearly as stained as it used to, but the but the numbers are just fine. Numbers are just fine, and you, you just have to approach it a little bit differently. I rarely, I rarely fish that deep. But on Winnie, on some of these clear lakes, if you want to catch some fish, you have to. Like on Lake, lake Bemidji and a lot of the other lakes in the immediate area, you know, I'm fishing those weed-edged walleyes and, and whatnot, and um, but I'll... Uh, Windy and I've I've caught some in the cabbage on Winnie, but it seems like on Winnie you got to get out in that deeper water, and you just follow the bait fish, the perch that are out there. You can see them on your graph and everything. And um, but yeah, that's a, it's it's different for me fishing that deep. But um, it's uh, it's you got to do what you got to do if you want to put some fish in the boat. And according to Bemidji State's Dr. Debbie Guelda, what is the distinction? A Winnie. What is the distinction of Winnie? Yeah. Well, up until, what, a year ago, it held the Minnesota state record for muskie. But Dr. Debbie Gelda is a river specialist. River specialist. It's got the Mississippi River coming in there. Yeah. Has to do with the Mississippi. It's actually, is it actually considered a reservoir? It is. That's what I thought. I don't know. What I, it, and it, I listened to the show all the time. I must have missed her. <laughs> it's the widest spot on the Mississippi. I never thought about that. Yep. Because you, you look at a map, yeah. and it says Mississippi River on there. <laughs> yeah. I'll be do- That's interesting. So next time you have somebody out there, you can tell them you're fishing yeah. on the widest spot on the Mississippi. I so love listening to your show because <laughs> I learned so much like about the loons. I had no idea... That Minnesota and Wisconsin loons fly to Michigan to eat Golby's first before they head south. I, I didn't either. I had no idea. I mean, uh. <laughs> people, listen to this show. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> well, you noted that the bite uh, in our neck of the woods right now, for walleye at least, not so great. But I yeah. know you also do a little bass fishing, yeah. even though Sam will never tell me about it. Uh, but how's the, bite, how's the bass bite been? Uh, it's It's been good, and it's only going to get better. Now that we're heading into July... And the water temperatures are starting to get up to where they're going to be for you know July and August before they start cooling back down again. The the bass metabolism starts to increase and they go on the bite and it is a ball. And if you want to fish them up in the slop, you know the real shallow water up in the lily pads, you can still catch them up there, especially early in the day and later in the day. But now we're concentrating, and they a lot of those fish now have, have transitioned, especially during the day, out to those deeper water weed edges. And it's a ball. You know, we don't use any live bait. We all use artificials, mainly like a jig and a pig, which is, you know, basically a jig with some kind of a, whether it be pork rind or some kind of a plastic trailer or, um, you know, plastic worms, Texas rigged, you know, a jig and worm. I mean, just about any way you want to fish them and get along those deep water weed edges and you're going to have a lot of action. And it's a ball. And, you know, those fish come out of the water and it's, I've, I've had, one bass trip, that's it so far. No. And the only other time I've been bass fishing was a week last Friday with Sam, my little buddy Sam and Joey. And but I've got some guide trips coming up now, coming into July that they want to go bass fishing, and I'm excited about that. I mean, I get excited about any type of fishing, but that bass fishing is fun. And you know, walleyes are—they can be finicky. You know, you get one blade of grass on your jig or a live bait rig, and then walleyes like turn their nose up to it. Man, it, the bass, it don't matter. You can pull stuff through the weeds, and they're going to whack at it. But you know what? It has been a really good 
walleye season. It has. It, it really has. And, and it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got to work at them a little bit. But um, what I'm hoping is once this mayfly hatch is over with um, and they, they've gorged themselves on those, and they have been, um, the, the bite should start picking up again. And I'm just waiting for that first algae bloom out on, on, on Lake Bemidji. Because uh, I know the people that have cabins and homes on the lake don't like it, but as a walleye fisherman, you love that because it, you know, blocks out some of that sunlight, and that can improve the fishing too. So, no, you know, you always go through a little bit of a lull. You know, the, those baby perch are getting eaten size now for the walleyes, and um, but you can still get them, and I'm st- we're still catching them on jig and minnows. But now we have started using more live bait rigs with crawlers and leeches, and even you know, pulling some spinners and and crawlers or leeches too. So. Okay. Um, so I know you're not going to tell me your secret bass lake, so I'm not even going to ask about those, but where have you been walleye fishing? We know obviously Bemidji yeah. and, and Winnie, we just talked about whatever else have you been yeah. walleye fishing? So Bemidji has been going good. The, um, the Turtle River chain of lakes was going really good. Yeah. I saw your video yeah, for visit Bemidji. You were up on big turtle. Yeah, yeah. And that was really good. That's kind of slowed up a little bit. Again, um, Plantagenet, that's, a, you know, another good one. And the Catholic chain of lakes, Andrusia, Wolf, Catholic itself. I don't get on cast much, but I, I do fish quite a bit and guide quite a bit on Andrusia and Wolf Lake. And, and those lakes have been good. So, um, and Big Lake, we've been getting some, some, a few walleyes out there on Big Lake. So, you know, um, it's been, you know, it's been a good year so far. And, you know, we go through this little bit of a lull. You got to work a little harder for it. And then once we get into late August, water temperatures start cooling. And then I love that September, October fishing. <laughs> the, 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 the I mean, the fishing gets really good. It's kind of like deja vu back to when the opener is, and you get that first month of end of May and the first couple, two, three weeks of June. It can be just like that in the fall, if not better. You know, uh, the thing about Big Turtle and some of those lakes is is it's good walleye bite, but they got the bass. Yes. They got the northern. They got the panfish. They got it all. Kev, for multi-species, if, if I was going to buy a cabin on a lake, it would be on one of the, the Turtle River chain of lakes because you're right it's multi-species you can go out there if the walleye bite slows down you can go fish we've been getting some big big crappies i'm not going to tell you what lakes them are coming <laughs> off because them are, i tell you Kev, they, they can be harder to find than walleyes but when they get set up on certain spots in the summer i mean i had some folks out yesterday on lake nunya <laughs> thank you sam and um honest to gosh we had to throw back more crappies than we kept because i we were catching lots of 12 to 14, 14 and a half inches. And I don't keep anything that are 12 and over. And, uh, but it, it was a ball. And these mm-hmm. people were having just the time of their life. And there's something about seeing those silver slabs coming up to the side of the boat. Oh man, it just gets me excited. Much more with Dick Beardsley later on in the show. But up next, it's Lake of the Weekday. And we're headed over Walkerway to check it out. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. 
I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is lake of the weekday, and uh, this is going to be kind of a rare treat because we're going to get a couple lakes of the week from a guy who... You know, typically doesn't spend time looking at these smaller lakes. He's he's the large lake specialist out of the Walker area of office, Carl Peterson. But you you know lakes and you know water, right, Carl? Oh yeah, yeah. I worked on a lot of these smaller lakes before I, I took over the large lake position here in Walker, so I know most of these lakes fairly well down here. Well, certainly Blackwater is is a smaller lake when you look at some of the, some of the other lakes we we cover here. But when it comes to a lake of the week and those. You know, on those little gems I like to find, this is not that small, 766 acres. It's also uh, got a lot of structure in it, and uh, I find it, it looks like there's a, a couple of neat little bays in there as well. So there looks to be uh, some interesting things about Blackwater Lake. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, what you said there, that what's real interesting about this lake, it's like a number of different lakes stuck together. So you got these a couple of real small bays with some shallow water in them. And also some some uh, some vegetation out in the main lake and some humps and things out there. So, it, you know, if you like to fish different kinds of water, it, it's it's a good lake for that. It, uh, there's a fair amount of vegetation in there. So, you know, if you want to jump, uh, if you're going after walleyes and want to do a jig and minnow bite, that that might be a little tougher. But uh, a good bass lake. Uh, we got some, you know, it's got some okay panfish in there, but uh, and some some northern pike coming on as well. So it's a it's a good all around lake. Yeah, it's uh, it, it does have a little bit of everything. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to bend a rod and you want to have some action, uh, Blackwater's going to give you that. Yep, this is one of those good lakes for, you know, when people say, what do you want to fish for? I just want to fish for fish. It's, that's a good lake for that. But, you know, there's definitely people that, uh, that you know, bass fishermen for sure will target, target bass over there because there's a decent bass population there. We've managed the bass in there with a couple of different regs. Like <clears throat> we started out back in 2004, put a catch and release regulation on there and that was mostly from public support really kind of wanting to protect the bass out there and then as we as we went through the years we started we, we kept looking at it we did a couple of population estimates out there on the bass and things you know looked like things were doing pretty good so we relaxed that catch and release regulation in 2010 to a 12 inch max and then again we uh we moved that regulation into a 14 to 20 protected slot with one over 20 in 2016 and then after talking with the lake association and some comment periods we went ahead and just pulled the bass rig off altogether so it's just got the statewide bass rig on there now and the uh it's amazing how just in the past 20 years how much regulations especially for bass populations have kind of changed you know it's such a catch and release fishery anymore that uh a lot of these lakes do just fine without the regs and you know, people are catching them and taking their photos and throwing them back in the lake for other people to get them. So the, what I really like about, uh, you know, living where we live is it's, a, you know, fishing is a, a passion for people. They take it seriously. They want it to, they, they've got the right attitude. And even walleyes, you know, the very good uh, catch and release ethic for, you know, our favorite fish to eat as well. So um, in Minnesota and in our area in particular, I think we're real blessed that way. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And that's the thing, you know, with with Blackwater Lake has, it's got a decent, like I said, everything in there. It's got bass and, well, I guess not muskies, but, you know, it's got decent northerns if you want to catch them. They're, they're, this is one of those regs or lakes that uh, that northeastern zone reg is a pretty good fit for because they're starting to see higher numbers and smaller sizes. So hopefully that, 
that zone regulation as it as it's on there for a while will will help kind of knock those smaller smaller fish down and return some bigger fish to the creels so all right um and and again uh it, what often happens here in our area, we got so many lakes. This is just one of many that they're just sitting in the midst of all those lakes over in the Longville area. Uh, and I'm sure uh, often gets passed by people when uh, they really should stop there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because there's, you know, Woman Lake is, you know, just on the other side of the highway from it. And that's got real good walleyes. And just down the road from it, if, you know, a lot of guys, what to do is they'll fish Mule Lake, which is just down the road for bass. And then they'll fish uh, Blackwater at the same time. Blackwater's got, you know, it's more of a gravel access getting in there. But it's still a, it's still a good road and a good access to get into it. So it, it definitely sees some pressure. And we did a creel survey back on it in 2011. And it mostly the majority of the anglers out there, about 40%, we're targeting bass, smallmouth, and largemouth. Definitely more of a largemouth population in there. There are a few smallmouth, but more of a, for sure, more of a largemouth fishery. Okay. Um, anything going on that we need to be concerned about? On that lake, no, not not yet that we know of, at least. You know, mm-hmm. clean, drain, and dry for sure to try to keep everything out of that lake. Uh, Woman Lake, like I said, just to the north of it, we, uh, we're just now starting to find some zebra mussels in that. So the potential to spread around the areas, it's just getting worse and worse. So, But uh, other than that, you know, the lake's, the lake's doing pretty good. The walleye numbers are a little bit lower than what our goal is, but uh, <clears throat> still see some decent fish in there, you know, with the uh, average around 18 inches. So, you know, good good size eaters in there. Perch number's a little bit low, but they've been low in that lake for, for the history of the surveys since the, back in the 50s when we've been looking at it. So other than that, things look, you know, fairly good in that lake. And the one the unique thing that it has, it's it's got a, a fairly strong Cisco population. And the last survey that we did, you know, not this, the most recent one, but the one previous to that, we had record high numbers of Cisco's in there. And, and those things are just like, you know, swimming snicker bars. So if mm-hmm. the, the fish can concentrate on those and they can get, they can really put on some some pounds pretty quick i'm assuming being in the heart of all those other uh, very popular lakes it's probably fairly well developed yeah it's about you know the shoreline's about 60 percent give or take developed so there's some you know there you can get away from the houses especially if you get back in those some of those smaller bays for sure but uh you know it's it's like a, a typical lake up here it's not super populated but uh there's definitely a, you know a few houses out there all right uh, it is our Lake of the Week, Blackwater Lake. Uh, Carl, specifically, how can we find the uh, access and get on there? Okay. Um, Blackwater Lake, it's uh, about, oh, I don't know, I'd say it's about, let's see, six miles east of Hackensack on Highway 5, and then you turn on uh, County Highway 11, go down there a couple miles, and the public access is south on on the on the gravel road there, and you'll see the you know the public access lake signs. And if you're coming from the the Longville side, it's about five six miles uh, to the west of Longville on County 11 as well. So he's Carl Peterson from the Walker Area Fisheries Office has all the details on Blackwater Lake, our Lake of the Week. Carl, thanks for your time today. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Dad. Up next on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we check back in with Dick Beardsley. We'll talk a little bit about Big Lake and the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander of North Country Guide Service. My back sure hurts from carrying Kev Jackson for all these years. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. 
With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Chuck Hassey of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service, my guest today. And Dick, well, this is going to make some people mad, but you brought it up, so I'm going to talk about it. Big Lake. People who, who fish Big Lake are telling me to shut up right now, but that is such a good lake, and it is really a It is. You know, it's another lake. It's, it's only 20 minutes east of town there, you know, but it, it's a beautiful lake. And you see the big lake when you put in at the at the launch there, but there's a whole other section mm-hmm. to that lake to the would be to the west, and and that's real good bass fishing back in there, real good pan fishing back in there. But again, another multi species lake, and it can be really good for muskies. I yeah. I happen to see the best muskie guide in Minnesota, if not the Midwest, maybe the country. Kevin Cochran. I happen to see Kevin out there. He was launching his boat right behind mine, and I happened to be talking to the guy who was from Colorado. I said, I "Said you going out with Kevin?" He goes, "Yep." I go, "You're going out with probably the best musky guy that there is." I said, "You're going to have fun with him." So yeah. they were, yep, they were going out after the big tooth. And Kevin goes, "Dick, what are you fishing for?" I go, "Everything except muskies." <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a great multi-species lake, and there's nice jumbo perch out on that lake, and some of the best bluegills I've ever caught have been on that lake. Yeah, there's big bluegills. Remember, but on that lake, you can only have five. Yes, and hopefully, you're throwing back those nine plus inches back in the lake and keeping those. You know those smaller ones for the frying pan, but uh, no, it's a it's a great multi-species lake. And thanks a lot, Kev, for letting that one out of the bag. <laughs> my job. That's what I'm supposed it is. to do. <laughs> well, listen, let's talk a little bit about the United Way fishing trip yes. because uh, that was kind of your idea, and uh, now it's in its third year now. Um, what a, it, it's a cool tournament, very different from most tournaments we do, but just allows people to go out, fish for a day and a half, where they're at. They don't have to make all kinds of big plans. They can just fish, help a great cause, yes, and maybe win some good money. Exactly. And, it, you know, when we had got this idea going a few years ago, thinking of well, how we could raise more money, and we, well, what about a fishing tournament? And the way it's set up, you know, either bass or walleye, or you can fish for both species, you could win both you know, yep. both contests if you, if you got lucky enough and were good enough to be able to do that. But, you know, any lake in, in Hubbard, Beltrami, or Clearwater County. So, you know, if you live on a lake and you can go fish off your dock if you wanted to. Um, and then, you know, last year we started the Legacy Award for kids 15 and under that if they come in with their, their partner with their biggest bag, they win a lifetime fishing license. It's pretty good. And like last year, Sam was eight years old. That, I'm telling you what. That's a probably in the thousands of dollar worth of what he just won that you know out yeah. there. So, so Sam's not eligible anymore because he already won it. So, it opens the door for maybe his little brother or somebody else out there. But no, it's so much fun, and uh, it goes for a great cause. You know, last year I think we raised close to seventeen thousand dollars, something like that, and and hopefully we're going to raise even more this year. And um, it's the twenty third and. 24th, so you can fish it from 6 a.m. to noon on Sunday, the 24th, I believe right, it is. Right. Yeah. And it's great because, again, you mentioned any lake in those three counties. 
don't have to come in for a rules meeting. All of that's on the Fish Donkey app. Right. All you have to do is download the Fish Donkey app. You register for the tournament there. You pay for the tournament there. You go out on your lake and you fish. And it's yeah, that simple. It's that simple. And it's, you know, catch, measure, photo. Those fish go right back into the lake, so they're swimming back. You know, somebody else can come and catch them at another time. Um, they've got that leaderboard. You can follow the leaderboard, and it it, it is a great concept. And, I, and more and more tournaments, in fact, I think it's going to get to the point where virtually all the tournaments are like this because mm-hmm. I've always said this about tournaments. Number one has got to be the welfare of the fish. Mm-hmm. And when you do it like that, those fish swim away. They're not – you know, bounce around your live well for six, seven, eight hours, whatever it might be. They're not being brought up on stage or anything like that. And there's still excitement. Look at the excitement you had this year at the, the KC walleye tournament here. Yeah. yeah. It's so it can still happen. Yes. You know, just, just got to plan it out. You got to plan it out and have Kevin as your, uh, MC. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, you got $3,000 guaranteed first prize. I think first through fourth prizes are guaranteed money. In each division. In each division. Right. So $3,000 first prize for the walleye, $3,000 first prize for the uh, for the bass division. Uh, the Keg and Cork Big Bass is $500. Right. The uh, Northwoods Bait Big Walleye is also $500. That's so, a pretty nice bonus. Yeah. And, and again, it's just a leisurely weekend of fishing if you want it to be, and you still could win some big money. Yeah. So. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Like, you know, Sam is my partner. He has been, this will be the third year and, and, um, I know he's already excited about it. And, but it's, yeah, you're fishing in a tournament. Yeah. You want to, you know, stick some big fish, but it's kind of low key too, you know, yeah. and like that first year, the first half of the day, Sam and I had a good bag of bass going. And then, of course, you'd think I'd know the rules, wouldn't you? I didn't do the hero shots. So all of our fish got disqualified for yeah. the first half of the day. But Sam was, oh, that's okay, Dick. We'll catch some more. Yeah. So, no, it, it's a lot of fun. goes for a great cause. And I encourage everybody, if you've never fished a tournament before, this is a great one to get in and see how they're done. And you'll have a lot of fun. And, and even if you've fished a tournament before, this is a great one to get your kids involved in yes. because it isn't quite as intense as one where there's a twelve thousand dollars first prize. Exactly. And the price, and you know, the price is reasonable for right. by, by tournament standards, two hundred dollars for Absolutely. a boat, a two person boat. So that's a good deal. And again, all you have to do is uh, well, you can get more information at the United Way of Bemidji Area website. It's the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Tournament. And if you've got the Fish Donkey app, you can get registered right now. Yeah. And, and pretty much anybody who fishes tournaments at this point probably has the fish app. I've app. got the the app on my phone. In fact, I just got to get Sam and I registered here, and we're we'll be set to go. Okay. Well, if we're going to go out fishing this uh, this long weekend, Fourth of July weekend, uh, what should we be fishing for, and what do we need to have in the boat? Yeah. Well, a few things. First off, if the weather's nice, there's probably going to be a few more people at the boat launches and not all of them are going to be fishing you know they're yep. going to be some recreational people so take that into consideration um make sure you've got your life jackets out there you know all the regular stuff that you have to have in the boat and fishing wise you know the walleye bite is going to be a little bit tough but if you if you're dead set on going after it i'd go out on lake bemidji or lake plantagenet with a live bait rig and a crawler or a leech and work it off the edge of the deep cabbage, 12, 14 feet. If you're, if you're not finding them there, move out to some of those deeper, sharper breaks, maybe some of the deep mid-lake humps, things like that. The crappies, you'll find them now starting to set up out in the deeper 
weed edges, and if you can find some cabbage out in some deeper water, you'll you'll catch a lot of crappies out there. And the sunnies are kind of rotating out that way also. And if you want to catch a lot of fish, have a lot of fun. The bass fishing is really starting to heat up, and the pike are still going crazy. So, and there, just get on a weed line with a jig or a spoon. Troll along those weed lines, you'll you'll catch a lot of pike. That's for darn sure. So should be a good weekend. The weather's looking good. Not too hot, not too stormy, not too windy. That's been the problem a lot lately. But uh, should be a good weekend to get out and have a good time. Are you ready for five more questions? Oh, I love five more questions. Here we go. The fast five. Fast five. Did I start up? Question number one. I don't think we've asked you this one yet. Pie or cake? Pie. Fruit or uh, pumpkin. Okay, oh, okay. Love pumpkin pie. All right. But you got to have a lot of whipped cream on it. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. You got to go back to your early memory banks on this one. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? I was two years old. My dad started taking me fishing when I was two, and I caught a crappie. I remember him. I don't remember that, but I remember my dad telling me that. Okay. Yep. Crappie at age two. Yep. All right, I think I know the answer to this one. But besides fishing, what's your favorite sport? Running. <laughs> okay, let's go with this one. What's your favorite sport to watch? Oh, to be honest with you, I I love watching track and field. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. They just had the U.S. championships on, and now the world championships are coming to the United States. The first time ever at the end of July into August. So I'll, I'll be taping that, obviously, but... Yeah, but then football. But I love watching baseball too. I, I like a lot. I like watching a lot of sports. Well, you said track first, so we got to. I go did. There. Yep. All right. Uh, overall, question number four. Overall, what's your favorite food? What's oh a good T-bone or ribeye steak? Yeah. Yep. All right, and finally, question number five, and this could be very controversial. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ginger or Marianne? You know what? I'd have to go with Marianne. She's more of that kind of gal that would get in the boat with me and go fishing. <laughs> Where Ginger would like go fishing, and if she did, she'd have a long gown on, you know. <laughs> but they're both good-looking gals. That was a great show. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> well, you know, most of the guys have said Ginger, and I, I said to one of them, "Well, I thought you'd go with Marianne because she'd go fishing with you." And the guy goes, "I like to fish by myself." <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, whether it's Ginger or Marianne or Gilligan or whoever, uh, and they want to go fishing with Dick Beards the Fishing Guide Service, how do they get set up? You betcha, Kev. They can give me a call at 218-556-7172. Email me at dick at dickbeardsley.com. Or you can go to my website, dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. Dick, is always great to have you in the studio. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, always a pleasure, Kevin. Everybody have a safe, happy 4th of July weekend coming up. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104. 4.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. 
After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division-favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.